Hello and welcome to the next episode of After Hours with Astrid and Mew. Today we're talking to the lovely Laura from House of Lady Muck. Hello. Hello, and thank you for being here. Pleasure. How are Thanks you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Coffee's kicking in. Yes, yeah, It's an early start today. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about a few of the key things that have happened throughout your life that mm-hmm. have brought you to this point. Yeah. And explore that a little bit. And maybe for people who are thinking about setting up on their own or yeah. got that entre- entrepreneurial... Can I ever say that? Entrepreneurial. Is it entra entra Entra. entrepreneurial spirit that actually anything's possible where you've got the right mindset yes it's true yeah (laughs) so the last 15 years I was in fashion yeah so I started off on the shop floor Mm -hmm. in Topshop in Oxford Street lovely big old store yeah when I was like 17 18 which department I was on shoes and then I joined top man on the top floor because I was always interested in menswear. Ah, yeah, I did menswear. Yeah, which then yeah, led me yeah. to a buyer and got to buy a manager for Top Man. That's like, incredible. Yeah, later on in my career. So it's nice I did a full circle. Mm. Started as a 17-year-old on a shop floor. Yeah. And then got to buying manager at Top Man. And How then did now you make a- that jump from shop floor to head office? So I know that's a dream for a lot of people in retail. We're always like, oh, I'd like to end up in head office. I loved the customer service aspect, but I mm. knew... I was creative and I wanted to get the product onto the shop floor for the Mm. customer to be able to buy it. And it was tough, to be honest, getting into head office. I approached recruiters. I mean, 100% of them said, you're not going to get into buying because you didn't go to university. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, it just gave me even more of a drive because Mm. I knew I knew product inside out. Yeah. And I knew I was commercial. My Mm. mentality was commercial. So I knew with those skills combined, I don't think I would have learned that at university. Mm. I'm not going to have that held against me. I did a temp job in Tesco head office in Welling Garden City. Yeah, I know Welling. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I saw it on the job site, went for it. I was like, that's going to get me into a buying office mm-hmm. and I'm just going to get my head down and get the experience. Amazing. Did a year there just to get it onto my CV. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Learned about buying. And then as seen on screen, as it used oh to be called, God, I ASOS, remember that, back yeah. in the days. How do I get these trousers that Cameron Diaz was wearing and like <laughs> yeah, coming about Mary exactly. or whatever? Yeah, exactly. As seen <clears> on screen launched. And then a friend of mine got a job there as a buyer's assistant. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, they're growing the team. Why don't you apply for it now? You've got a year on your mm-hmm. CV. So I did. Yeah. I literally stayed up for like two days, prepping for the interview, did mood boards. And I was like, I'm not going to give them any excuse not yeah. to give me that job. Amazing. And then a few days later, they called me saying, we're offering it to you. I remember it still clearly crying in Tesco head office oh. in, the, in the cafe bit on my phone. Because <laughs> I was like, I've done it. Like, this yeah. is it. This is me going to like, my career in fashion. Yeah. I'm going to make it and I'm going to carve it out for myself. Yeah. And I, can I swear on here, guys? Well, I've done it. I'm a bit sweary. I try and rein it in, but totally go for it. I was like, I'm not going to fuck around. Yeah. I've got this opportunity when people told me I wasn't going to get it. Oh. I've just got to get stuck in there. I love those defining moments. And it's so amazing how you can literally, you can pinpoint and be like, that was a massive turning point. Yeah. I remember my first day, like how excited I was. Do you remember the, what you wore? Yeah, I do remember what, what I wore. Did you I wore a Topshop floral dress. Nice. With a big chunky belt around the middle. Oh, yeah. And old battered <laughs> boots. And a leather jacket. I mean, that's still pretty. You could wear <laughs> that now. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Totally still fine. got it, still got it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember I walked in and my, my mate was sitting in her seat just beaming at me as if Aww. to say, I'm so happy you're here. Oh, yeah. And it was the best time of my life. Like, I was at ASOS for eight years, mm. worked my way up to buyer. Which teams were you on? What did you cover? So, initially, they put me on women's. Mm-hmm. 
it was not good for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, do you like this dress? I'm like, yeah. They're like, we're not going to buy it then. Because I wasn't commercial. Like, I didn't right, really care yeah. what the customer wanted. If I didn't wear it, I didn't understand why yeah. you'd buy it. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I was like, I think you need to move me to menswear. Mm-hmm. Like I worked on the shop floor in menswear. Mm. I relate to it. I detach myself from it. I yeah. see it as a business because I don't wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, as soon as an opening comes up, we'll move you, which they did within a year. Mm-hmm. Our team launched all of menswear brands on Amazing. ASOS. So like we launched Nike, Addy, Vans, everything you see on there. Yeah. Our team was the initial team that launched that on oh, ASOS. And then as I grew, I saw a gap in the menswear market for trends. Yes. So basically I came up with a trend department on ASOS which was fast fashion brands. Nice. So brands like Cheap Monday, like Reclaimed Vintage. Yeah. I was the first person to rework vintage clothing on ASOS for menswear. God. And, and build that These business. These are all big tick, tick, tick. Yeah, I loved ambitious it. girl who told she wasn't going to get very far. You're like, actually, but I've done I, all these I, things. But <laughs> I came across that still at ASOS of, you need to slow down. Mm. You, you're too ambitious. Don't run before you can walk. Where do you think those feelings come from? So for me... I think it makes other people look bad. Yeah. So if other people around you aren't in the same mentality of that, go, 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 push, 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 it's like, oh, then we're all going to have to pick up the slack around her. So let's just clip her wings a little bit somehow. I've just always had this drive from my upbringing Mm -hmm. because when people used to say to me, like, try and clip my wings, it's just Mm -hmm. like, it spurred me on even more because I just didn't understand it. Yeah. And for me as a boss and when I led teams, I'm the complete opposite yeah. And it's so I used to get feedback from my directors at Arcadia saying, you're the only person that allows your team mm. to get involved and speak up in meetings to present their own work. Because you're secure enough that you're not going to feel that, that, like, oh, you know, you're stealing my thunder. Yeah. And it's like, because you want to develop and mentor them yeah. to get to the next level. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't have that in the early stages of my career. Mm-hmm. It's so important. I mean, so going back to how a manager can basically make or break. Oh, like, massively. You leave a bad manager, you don't leave a job. Uh, Unless you know, an amazing That's exactly what I say. Yeah. You leave a bad manager, you don't leave a bad job. Yeah. That's why I used to leave jobs. And that's yeah. why all my mates probably have, because someone above them has made their life hell. Yeah. And it's so important to inspire people. So from that point, so you've done it, you've scaled it, you're there, you're doing amazing stuff. Why would you want to leave that? I will tell you why. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Excellent. I was at ASOS for eight years, love yeah. of my life. Yeah. And then I was like... Let me think about what I'm going to do with myself. I always knew I wanted my own business. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know what that is, but I know I need to understand retail and bricks and mortar. So yeah. obviously when you're ASOS, you're only buying online. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think about space, density, like VMing, like mm. brand adjacencies. You don't. It's easier to buy just for online than it is for stores, sure. which I then found out. Yeah. So then Top Man got in touch with me, head office, and we're like, we're looking for a buyer to basically relaunch our branded area, so mm-hmm. all of their concessions, and obviously that was my background. Yeah. So I wasn't looking to leave, but I had a chat with them, and I was like, this, for me, is a challenge. I'm going to learn how to deal with space, and I will basically – bring in a new energy to the branded department, which they were lacking. And also quite a nice circle starting out exactly. there. Exactly. I've always been fond there. of the brand. Mm-hmm. So I went over there. It was the hardest and toughest thing I've ever done. Really? Yeah. I thought I was good until I went there. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. I was like, what? I've never seen a negative number till I went there. Right. Nothing was back on the year. Everything was growing. Yeah. And suddenly I was thrown into this mix of like, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, well, what are you going to do about it? You need to tell me what to do about it because yeah. I've never dealt with this before. Yeah. So it was just eye-opening and it was invaluable for me. I was so proud of the brand's 
that I brought on board for Top Man because mm. of my partnerships and relationships previously from ASOS. Mm. So we totally changed the brand mix. And then I worked my way up, got to buy a manager. Amazing. So like underneath me was a team of like 25 people and like 100 million pound of sales a year yeah, responsible for. And I got there and I thought, this isn't enough for me. Yeah. I've strived for 15 years to get to this place yeah. and my creativity has gone. I'm spending my times in meetings mm-hmm. and I'm Those not, Arcadia meetings. Yeah, and I'm not getting <laughs> the best of myself yeah. and they're not getting the best of me. Sure. From there, fashion tech startup called Thread contacted me. Thread? It's personal. Styling. Uh, yeah, 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 I yeah, know yeah. it. Personal yeah, styling yeah. stuff for men. They approached me and was like, we've got a business development manager role. Do you want to come over? So I took that role. Mm-hmm. They were really flexible. It's a startup environment. You work hard, play hard. They mm. encourage you to manage your own projects. Mm-hmm. So while I was there, I had the headspace to think about what my business would be. Right. And that's when House of Lame Up was born because I had the time to think about it and then execute it. Because at Arcadia, you haven't got any spare yeah. mental capacity. I previously worked at Arcadia. Yeah. Your yeah, it it's full on. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I learned it's invaluable. <clears throat> but it is. You live and breathe it. And I met some amazing people. My boss, Top Man, was one of the most incredible men I've ever worked with. Aww. And to this day, like even when I see him, I'm still like, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's yeah. like, enough now, enough. <laughs> like, I've known you for years. And I'm like, but without you, I don't know where I'd be. Because yeah. you really did look after me. Yeah. And he was like, I saw something in you, so I wanted to nurture you. Oh, amazing. And that was it. That was pretty incredible. And it's nice to be able to pass that on then to people because you've been given that opportunity. So why nails? So nails because, I mean, it is a bit of a running joke on mate, so I'm a bit of a diva. Like, I love being pampering myself. Yeah, Like, I love nice experiences. No shame in that at all. And I love beauty. I've always loved the beauty world Mm -hmm. and I hated every nail experience I ever went to. Really? shit service. Didn't have the colours I liked, didn't do the nail art that I liked. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I basically just researched nail bars. I just mm. took a Christmas out and just worked it in terms of like, just did a recce of everything, saw what yeah. was out there, saw what was missing. And I basically just wrote down everything that I would want in yeah. a nail bar, came up with the name. Where did the name come from? That was actually one of my questions. Yeah. So... So I come up with loads of shit names first. Let me hear some. Like everything with nail in it. Like, I don't know, like the nail club. <laughs> Hard nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard nails. Nails. Yeah, nail, like, nail me. And everyone's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then basically my mum used to call me Lady Muck. Cute. So like, she'd be like, who do you think you are, Lady Muck? I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. And I learned it from you. So you need to get yeah. me a tea. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. And then when I Googled it, it means like a very ordinary woman. That expects oh, really? to be like treated like royalty or pampered. So I love a, that. It's a very tongue in cheek. Yeah, and like yeah. when people come in, they're like, "Who's Lady Muck then?" And like all the girls point to me. They're like, "Cool, she is." Like it's <laughs> almost like a caricature of myself. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it's just funny. Yeah. And then the house of I came up with because I liked H O L M. Yeah. And then I play on that, so it's like no place like home. Yeah. Make yourself at home. Mm-hmm. Home sweet home. I mean, home girl. It's endless. Yeah. The puns are endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I trademarked it, bought the domain. Yeah. And then basically while I was at Thread, I set it up as a side hustle. And the thing is with this, it's very rare that someone can just quit their day job to set up a business. Yeah. Like you have to put the graft in and the yeah. time if you haven't got the money. Yeah. Because I didn't. You have to do a bit of both. Like yeah. one foot in one world, one foot in the other. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing something similar. I think I told you with the pottery. Yeah. You know, really cool. I make pods. But I have to literally stay up at night 
making mugs yeah. and then get up and go and freelance and do my other stuff. Yeah. Because mugs aren't going to pay the bills yet, <laughs> no. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> One day. Yeah. But it's hard. It's yeah. hard work. But you've got to have that drive. Yeah. And that ambition and that. And you've got to see the end goal. If you don't know where it's going, you'll be like, oh, sod this, I'm going to quit. Yeah. But if you can like just see that dot in the distance and be yeah. like, that's the place. Yeah. It makes the journey that much easier. Yeah, massively. Mm. And I think everyone was like, why are you doing an hour bar? There's loads out there. It's saturated. It's like, but there isn't one out there that I would go to that there I go. like. Find that gap in the market. Yeah. And it's simple ideas. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was commercial from my career in fashion. Yeah. I knew I knew product. Yeah. I knew I had a, a nice taste level. So I was like, those combined, mm. one of my best mates, he's amazing. And he helped me with my branding. So he was like, I oh, will help you. And it looks nice. so slick. Yeah. And then another mate of mine helped me build the website. And I was overwhelmed oh, by all of my friends that came together. Yeah. And they were like, we're doing it because we believe in you and you're so passionate about it. Yeah. So it's like I did all of that on the side. And then I basically launched Instagram, mm-hmm. just started posting inspirational shots. Yeah. And then I started doing events. Grace and Form Flowers. Yeah. Acne, that's my sister. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So she used to live. Sorry, this is a little bit off topic. <laughs> she used to live on the same road as another guy that I'm working with called Anthony. And she did his wedding. Oh, my God. What yeah. a small world. Yeah. I mean, you know, North London. We all know yeah, each other, don't but, we? Yeah. <laughs> she's got an amazing- and she's done amazingly. Yeah, she, she has a similar story of like yeah, kind of. Exactly. Just switched industries. Yeah. Careers. Yeah. Was she in fashion as well? She was. IT recruitment. No way. Yeah. You couldn't be more different. I know. Flowers and IT, like robots and nature. It's <laughs> <laughs> like completely different. Yeah. But she said to me, I'm doing an event. Yeah. You need to do a pop-up nail bar there offering botanical nail art. So I was like, she was like, it's in three weeks. And I was like, oh, I can't. She was like, well, I'll ask someone else then. I was like, you can't ask someone else. She's like, well, I will if you ain't going to do it. That is so in you. You've literally already said that to me this morning in the space of five minutes. You're like, well, I'm doing a thing. You should come and do it. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. No. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just come and do it. So I was like, all right then. So I did that. Got loads of content for Instagram. Yeah. Then on the back of that, like, NBC Universal got in contact. was like, can oh. we do a Halloween party? <gasps> then, so cool. then the events just started snowballing. Yeah. And then where I got my hair done at the time, it's called The Line of the Fox in Farringdon. Amazing uh-huh. hairdressers. Mm. My hair takes ages. So I was like, you need to put a nail bar in here so I can get everything done while my bleach is on. So he yeah. was like, why don't you do a pop-up in here? So I was like, fine. So I turned that around in four weeks. Yeah. Found the staff, sourced the equipment, get my mate to paint a sign down there, bought all the products and then just opened it. And I was in there for a year. No fear, just go just, for it. Just got it done. And then mm. what I did was I used to go to Thread and then after Thread, I used to go get an Uber over to Farringdon, check yeah. in with the team, check what they'd done for the day. And then on Saturdays, I used to go in. Yeah. So basically I just worked all the time, constantly. Mayor Street Market opened in Hackney. Mm-hmm. They've got pop-up space. An opportunity mm. came up there. I opened one in there last summer. And then on the back of that, Topshop approached me. So you were doing all this stuff. You kind of managed to, the support and love of the relationships you already had, yeah. previous experience, you managed to build this up. And this was all done without funding. Funding Fun- it from your day job to yes. get your, your stuff in the evening kind of all happening and rolling. And a lot from what I can hear as well, it's because you talk to people, yeah. because you are open and warm and chatting. So even your hairdresser going, you should do this. A lot of people would sit there and think it, but not say it. Yeah. So I guess another big piece of advice is if you've got an idea, just say it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> like just speak up, say, Oh, there's an opportunity here. Also, what's the you never worst know. that's going to happen? Unless you're talking to someone that's rude and horrible. Yeah. No one's going to say just what you're talking about. Shit. 
Yeah. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, And then they might think, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, actually, that's a good idea. Why don't yeah. we have a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Don't be scared to sound a bit silly, I guess, is yeah. probably another part of that. So the Virgin funding, how did you find out about that? So I see a clairvoyant every six months. Which I'm literally obsessed with. Her First of all, Lady Lilac yeah. is the best name ever. She's amazing. Is does she's she amazing. Have lilac hair? No. Oh, I really wish she did. <laughs> In I reckon... my head, she looks like Mad Madam Mim. No, like she... full lilac outfit, lilac hair, like just... It's probably me in like 40 years' time. She's got like short bleached hair, loads of gold jewellery, tattoos, yeah. a packet of fags next to her. Great. I think she's actually from North London as well. Oh, okay, but brilliant. Yeah. All the good ones are. But you, you know. can only communicate with her by text. Like, she doesn't know your last name. It's like, she got to book her months in advance. Yeah. She sees thousands of people. Right. I mean, I used to get the ump. She never used to recognise me. And I'm yeah. like, this is getting a joke now. Yeah. And then last time I saw her, she went... You own the now bar, don't you? I'm like, thank God. <laughs> it's only taken me two years to get your attention. <laughs> so you've been seeing her for two years? Yeah. How did you find out about her? Someone recommended her to me. That's the best sort yeah. of thing you want. So she was like, you're in a menswear industry. I was in menswear and I had the side hustle yeah. just set up. She was like, you're in menswear, there's loads of men around you. I was like, there are all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a bad in place to be, you know, yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, your other industry is an industry you're scared about because you, you've got no experience in it and there's loads of women in it. She's good. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's beauty. Mm. So she was like, there's a barrier blocking you and it's only money. And I said, it is. She said, why are you so stressed about it? I because I haven't got any more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Like, are you going to make me any money here? So she was like, you will get money from a man yeah. that you respect. It's not a bank, though. And he's got a big corporation behind him. And then I was like, what is she talking about? She's chatting shit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then I was, and then she was like, said the amount, she said a random amount. I was like, nah. At the end of the session, she was like, listen out for that man, because he will give you the money and his team will give you the money. And I was like, whatever. Three weeks later, I had a meeting and then someone highlighted to me, Richard Branson's got a startup academy. Yeah. You should apply for it. And honestly, Light bulb if, she, moment. if she hadn't have said that to me, I would never have applied for that. It's wow. a fact. I, there's no way in a million years I thought I could have filled a business plan out and pitched to his team to get funding for my business. Yeah. So I locked myself away, did the business plan, and then pitched to his team. And then I got the money. So how was that process? We use it, was it like Dragon's Den where they like sat there and you were like, so, nails. Like, do you know what I mean? His t- they were lovely, his team. They need to know everything. Ins right. and outs, cash flow forecast sales, marketing, competition. It like is proper business plan. Yeah. It's not like a vague situation. And, no, and it was a few back and forward, like you need to tweak this. What does this mean? Like how much rent are you going to be paying? It wasn't like finger in the air, I need X amount for this idea. It's like, yeah. how are you going to spend that to the penny? Right. So I needed all the invoices for the mm-hmm. shop fitters. How much is a shop fit going to cost? How much mm. is your neon light going to cost? So I went in like, yeah, so I'm going to get a neon light. I'm going to get loads of plants. <laughs> yeah. basically need about X amount. They're like, how do you know that though? I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know. I've never done a shot of it before. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, no, go away, source it, wow. and get it on paper, and then we need to sign it off. So even if they hadn't have actually given you the funding, the process was massively educational, massive, and made you really consider yeah. what having a business would cost. I mean, you know, so I've got this kind of like idea in the back of my head. I mean, I'm constantly thinking of things I could be doing. Yeah, but. I don't think my feet are on the ground in the same way as that. Yeah, you don't. And then when I broke it all down, I was like, wow. It almost scares you. She was like, this is a lot of money yeah. and you're paying out a lot of money. Yeah. And then when I pitched to Topshop, when I got the gig, I, I was like, 
if I don't get this funded, well, I was like, there's no, well, I'll just beg, borrow and steal. I'll get the yeah. money. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, send the contract over. I got that cemented. Yeah. So I put that in my business plan and mm. they were like, right, it's done. And his team were like, this, honestly, I started crying again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I got the email, they were like, it's one of the strongest business plans we've ever seen. You should be so proud of yourself. Oh, amazing. And they were like, the reason why we believe in you is because your background and your career as well. Yeah, of course. They're like, because God forbid anything went wrong, we know you'd be all right and yeah. sort yourself out. Yeah. yeah. You could walk back into a job in retail if you yeah. wanted to. So they were yeah. like, everything you've done to this moment has led to this. So you should be very proud of yourself. Ooh. I know. That's a bit magical as well, isn't it? Like, I love that. Like, serendipity is like one of my favourite words, but it is about everything that lines up to get you to that point. Yeah. Was all right. You know, yeah. it was all like exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. Can't wait to come and get my nails done now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like that was it. You went in. How long did the setup take? And God, it was that was the hardest thing I've ever had to done in my life. Really, doing my life, yeah. Because I still worked a thread. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to work all day. Uh huh. And then you can't shop fit in Topshop until the shop shut. And this was in the Oxford Circus, so it's yeah. opened really bloody late. Till it opened like really nine. early you in the morning. You could access the shop floor till like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. So then I'd have to wait around, get there for 10, mm-hmm. be there till like 3, 4 in the morning. Then get up and go to the yeah, then in do the work. Yeah, and then do work. I left Thread, opened Topshop. That's a year ago. Full year. Yeah. Just the circles keep happening. Yeah. Love it. I know. So do you ever miss menswear and fashion and all that kind of stuff? I miss the camaraderie. I've got loads right. of mates, yeah, like best mates. I miss having peers like yeah. that you can bounce ideas off of, like yeah. in terms of the business side of things. Because mm-hmm. when you're a buyer, you've got to buy a merch yeah. partnership. It's invaluable. The feeling of joy, having creative freedom, and it's your baby. And I think for me, I understand now that is the total thing that drives me and makes me the most happy. Mm. Is having freedom, and that in itself, knowing what makes you happy, because yeah. you kind of like. Over a long career, you're trying to grasp me like, is it this? Is it the status that goes with being... No, it's not the status, it's the creativity. Yeah. And it took me a while to kind of get to that point as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be this, or I want to be a fascinator, or I want to do this. And I was like, mm, no, yeah. it sounded really good. And like, I really enjoyed the trying and the journey. Yeah. Like sometimes it is the fight that almost is part of... You enjoy that bit. Yeah. Like you enjoy the knockbacks and, and you're like, good. Yeah, and then also <laughs> when you get it, you're like, oh... Yeah. Oh, is that it? Wasn't it? really. Yeah. <laughs> is this what I was fighting <laughs> yeah. for? You know. But so. it's what you said. It's understand what you want out yeah. of life. Knowing I'm that. Grateful. Yeah. Absolutely. So you said your dad has been a really, really big influence mm. on you. Yeah, we're working class, like from council estate. Like our council estate when we were younger was so rough. We got had to get torn down, and we had to get rehomed. And the thing what they always taught us was the value of like family, love hard work and respect yeah so it's the nature versus nurture yeah so they were always like you're not playing out in the street mm-hmm. after school you're coming home doing your homework and eating as family and it's like and we're going to work hard for you to have the best life you can mm. my dad's proper like london hard yeah. like you know <laughs> what you can imagine and i remember once he said to me i had to leave one of my schools and i was crying on the tube platform with him i've forgotten how old i was and he grabbed me. He probably doesn't even know this story. Mm. He grabbed me and he was like, you, honestly, you will always be all right. Like, you're like a diamond in the rough. No matter what your environment is like around you, you will always shine because you just be respectful and be yourself and work hard. Like, oh. you're going to be all right. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's always stuck with me. It's when just... I've been in difficult meetings or difficult situations at work, I'm always like, no, 
as long as I'm respectful and I've done all I can, yeah. like, I'm going to be all right about this. Yeah. He's always given me that drive. And my mum as well. Like, she's mm. what, they're just both hardworking, decent mm. like human beings, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. Being a good human being is literally all you could hope for for most people. Yeah. It should be easier than, you know, than it appears to be sometimes. Yeah. So have you got mates you grew up with that aren't doing the same kind of thing that you are, that maybe got caught up in the stuff that you were being protected from being kind of kept home when they're all out kind of getting caught up in the stuff that happens? Do you know what? No, because where we moved out and out, I basically had to like change friends constantly as I was growing up. Right. Because of how we moved in the schools I went to. Mm. So the mates I've got now are probably the mates I've made from when I was at secondary school. Right. They were in different areas and different locations. Yeah. So you didn't go to uni? No. Was that because your parents couldn't afford to send you or was that a choice? No, it was never really encouraged in our house, to be honest. Right. It was like, well, I haven't got the money, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to go out and start earning money. Yeah. And get into fashion and get experience. Yeah. I think that's such a London way of doing things. Like, I literally started, when I was 14, I was like, I want more pocket money. And my parents were like, no, babes. And I was like, all right then, I'll go and sweep up hair and hairdressers. Yeah. So I was there like lying, telling them I was 16, you know, just because I wanted a few quid to go out and buy a dress and like get yeah. drunk in a park. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, like live the dream as a 14 year old. Yeah. If you're prepared to start doing it from a really young age... That stays with you. Oh, like my mum, I mean, this lesson she taught me, I think is really harsh, but it did teach me. Yeah. When I was like 14, I worked at the local deli making sandwiches. Yeah. So I had like 15 quid for a few hours, whatever. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, mum, I need £7 for my bus pass. She's like, you weren't 15 quid, didn't you? I was like, so <laughs> I paid for my bus pass. She's like, you are paying for your bus pass. I remember I, I was so upset with her. Yeah. And I was like, but it did teach me the value of money. Nothing yeah. comes for free and you've got to work for things. Yeah. yeah. They moved to Norfolk. So I moved out when I was like, 19 so I've been financially like independent since a teenager yeah which is a rare thing like you speak to people now I've got mates that in their late 20s still living at home oh the luxury of that I'd love to (laughs) oh my god my parents moved to France when I was 20 it was pretty similar North London they had enough they were like see you took the cat left the kids (laughs) and I was like I was in fashion and I was one of the only people that had to intern during the day and then go and work in the bar at night yeah Fashion can be seen as quite an exclusive industry. Yeah. I mean, and I know I was still massively privileged growing up and I know that I was, but I still was like, oh, you can go back to your parents' house and they're going to like, cook you dinner. I was like, well, I'm going to go and start. I worked in a call centre. I was yeah. in, you know, it's that much more sweet when you do finally make it because you're like, shit. Yeah. I've really done it. I really yeah. did it on my it's own. All, that paid off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Mm. So how do you find, I know that obviously part of your journey has been, you mentioned that you'd like to mentor and encourage people in the same way that you had that encouragement given to you. Yeah. So how many staff have you got now working for you? Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. In a year? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Because Topshop, it's open seven days a week. The store's open half nine in the morning to what, nine at night? Yeah. So you need enough girls to cover all the hours. Yeah. And I know a lot of girls actually have chosen to go into nail art because it is such a lovely, creative mm personal kind of career to choose how do you find your girls and what's the team like they're just like I mean it's the strongest it's ever been they're funny yeah like they've all got personality like I don't hire any wallflowers like yeah if I see something in them yeah for me the ultimate is personality Mm -hmm. and how you communicate with customers yeah of course because people come back for that chat don't they and all of them are so individual and Mm -hmm. like some of them have come really entry level to nail art like two that couldn't even do nail art Oh, really? Yeah, but I was like, I love you, something about you, you're very good at painting nails, mm-hmm. we will train you in nail art. 
to see them. And when they send me the pictures at the end of the day saying, look what I've done. And they're so grateful. They're like, you gave me a chance. I'm like, yeah, but I gave you an opportunity, but you delivered. Yeah. So that's on you. Yeah. Like if you didn't deliver, we wouldn't be working together. I just love hanging out with them. Oh, that's but so it's, nice. Yeah, it's, it's really good vibes. We just laugh in there all the time. Yeah. And I think going into, as a customer, you go into an environment like that, you feed off that energy. Massively. You like, can feel it. Because mm. yesterday I took a payment and the girl was like, are you, are you the owner? <laughs> are you went, Lady Mug? Yeah, I was like, I am. Yes, why? <laughs> and then she went, oh, the, your girl at the end was just saying how much she loved you. Oh. And I was like, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> I was like, really? They were like, yeah. She was saying how grateful she is and how much she actually loves working for you. It's just, yeah. I'm so glad I can be that boss, yeah. like mentor and boss to them. Yeah. Because obviously they work hard and without them we wouldn't have a successful now yeah. business. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Your advice to your younger self. Mm. Talk to me about that. I was really insecure when I was younger. I mean, I looked like a boy. What? I was bad. I was no, you bad. look like Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> no. You do? <laughs> do I? Yeah, I'm actually sitting and I'm like, go back to moonlight. <laughs> I, I sing like her as well. Do you? Yeah. No, I, I was don't. like, I bet you can really sing because you've no. got that husk. I cannot you need sing. The Do you know what someone said to me the other day? They were like, you've got a voice like Adele. I was yeah. like, thank you. They are like, no, speaking voice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not your singing voice. That's terrible. I was like, that's true, actually. But she's got that North London twang. Yeah, you can has, hear it. And yeah. Amy Winehouse did. Yeah, yeah. Hear it a mile off. They're my two favourites. Yeah, she went to Ashmore down the road from Oh, moves. really? Yeah. yeah, them two are my faves. <laughs> what was the question now? I was got You were trying to younger self. Oh. I would just wish, like, you just be more confident in yourself. I would look like a boy, but I was curvy. So <laughs> so in my head, I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like all my mates were stick thin. Yeah. Really pretty. Yeah. Boys were asking them out. And yeah. I was like, I'm just butters. <laughs> oh my God, you're so far from butters. I don't know. I love that you use the word butters. Yeah. My favourite. Yeah. Um, but I say butters. Yeah. <laughs> no. Butters. Butters. Yeah. Not butters. <laughs> Like, literally, how cringe, like, this, like, oh. Do you know, I asked someone once, where's it come from? Someone said, because I don't know if this is true or not. I can't believe you're that butters. <laughs> you know what I mean? can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe you're that butters. I thought it was butt ugly. Yeah, it's got to be That's got to be right. Someone's like, mugging me off there. Someone's yeah, mugging me off. I can't Unless believe. just saying that to me. <laughs> I can't where believe you're that butters. Brilliant. Uh, but, like... <laughs> I look back now and it's just like I wasted so many years, so mm. upset by it all. But basically what it did make me realise is that my personality developed. I don't know, I didn't have to impress anyone or because I was just talking to them as mates. What I'm going to own is my personality. Yeah. And having good chat. Yeah. Because that's what I felt all I had. And I used to stress out all the time about how I looked. Honestly, I know I keep saying like, me too, but... I was like, I was a middle child and I looked like a little frog. And so, and like, no one cares about the middle child. I had like a really beautiful younger brother, a really beautiful older sister. And I was like, they're like dancing for my dinner. Like get attention. And that's why I've got a good personality now. Because I was such an ugly child. Do you know? <laughs> there's something in it. My yeah. mate went to me the other day. I've, there's this girl I've become totally in love with. We only met recently. Yeah. And we're like kindred spirits. Mm. And she's so funny. Yeah. She said something to me the other day. I was crying. She was like, were you ugly as a child? <laughs> and I went, yeah, she went, I went, what, well, how'd you get? She went, because your personality is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, maybe there is something in it. You have to work a little bit harder yeah. to get that love. Like, there are not many pictures of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But I just think love yourself, embrace yourself. Don't worry about like if boys are gonna fancy you. Like it's irrelevant. Yeah. Just like have good mates around you, be confident, and just strive for what you want to do. Don't let that get you down. Cause it did for so many years for me. Amen to that, sister. Yeah. But I suppose I mean I grew up pre social media pressures, which I think obviously is a completely whole new set of stress that we didn't oh have God. on us. But weirdly, it's through social media that I found my tribe. Yeah. And found other kind of curvy girls that are doing cool stuff yeah. and we support each other. Yeah. It is about putting those blinkers on and not looking at the things you don't have and focusing on what you do. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. Mm. Definitely. But yeah, I spent far too many years worrying about things like that. Yeah. But we're doing all good now. <laughs> and like I said, Leanne Rhymes, total babe. Thank you. So we're going to be moving on to my extra questions. So obviously being a Londoner, of London town, where yeah. is your favourite place to go? Do you know what? Hackney's won my heart. Like, when mm-hmm. I've got a dog called Arthur. Oh, what a dog? Oh, do you know what? He's my soulmate. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with my dog too. I think animals can be soulmates interview. as well. He's like, when he looks at me, sometimes I'll cry. <laughs> like, I love you so much. It's unconditional love. He's a French bulldog. Oh, cute. But he's a unit, G-unit. Oh, right. the, the vet was like, this is the biggest French you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like this little unit. We call him King Arthur. Right. Obviously, that's his full yeah. name. <laughs> and like when me and him, Victoria Park for me. Yeah. When I walk down there with him. Yeah. And then we just sit and get coffee or a drink. And then we walk back through Broadway Market on a mm-hmm. Saturday. I just feel I'm very blessed to be from London. Yeah. And living in London. Yeah. Now. In this age. Yeah. Having the freedom to do what I want when I want. Like that. It's a very privileged. Massive luxury. Massive luxury. Did you get a dog when you left the full-time job? Because that's what I did. (laughs) I was like, yes, I get a dog now. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And there's something about when you're used to the daily grinding, like you get up, you get on the train, you go to work and it's all this grey. It's all this grey. You just see concrete all the time. Getting up and going out and seeing green space every morning. Oh my God. It's so but They say dog good. owners your mental health. have happier lifestyles. Yeah. Have you got like dog friends now? Mum was like, oh, hello. How's Bramble? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I know the dogs, I don't know the owners. No, because Arthur's a little shit. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. So you're the one that they avoid. I'll be yeah. avoiding you and Arthur, right? What dog have you got? I've got a little Cocker Spaniel called Marlo. Oh, and she just a... looks like a mop. Like, oh, she's really? Yeah. How old is she? One and a bit. Oh, little baby still. Yeah. yeah, she's pain in the ass. I love her, but yeah. They she's... bring so much joy. Yeah. Okay. I go to my nail technician and I tell her my life story. Yeah. I'll do it to cab drivers. I'll do it to hairdressers. I'll do it to anyone that I can pin down. Old ladies at bus stops that can't escape. I start chatting to them. <laughs> they can't <laughs> escape. Yeah, I'm like, wait for the bus. Brilliant. How long have we got? 20 minutes? So this one time. Um, do you have, like, any mad stories from people that have come in to, like, have their nails done and they're like, oh, I'm on the way back from my affair or... Do you know what? There's been no affair stories, but do you know what? Lately, the chat's been about... Because I am single. Mm-hmm. I say newly single, it's been a year. For me, it's like, I think it's more connecting with clients about their dating life. Right. And apps they're using. I love And terrible story. dates they've been on. Yeah. And then like the regulars would be like, oh, you met anyone yet? I'm like, all right, chill out. <laughs> no. <laughs> How embarrassing. Thanks for reminding me. But like, it's just more personal where it's on a level. Like a yeah. girl came in the other day. She's like, you need to branch out. I told you, you need to stop going out in East London. Because obviously you start to know everyone. Yeah, that's she's true. Like, and then three weeks later when she came back, she's like, I told you, did you go out? Did you go to South London? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but like, South London's yeah, far away. Yeah, it's a mission You're away. You're from North London. Yeah, South London's like, my brother lives in South London. I've been there once. If he lived in Spain, I would go there more regularly. I know, it just feels, <laughs> miles, it feels miles away. It is intimate. You're holding someone's hand yes. when you're doing their nails. Yeah. So, and I always get really conscious of that. I'm like, is my hand sweaty? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get really conscious of the hand holding. I'm not a big touchy-feely person. Yeah. So. But it's an intimate thing. So yeah. now I'm more open to share stories mm. and they are as well. But it's, it's probably more about bad dates, which we've all had. Speaking of dates, because it's been so terrible slash hilarious. Yeah. Me and my best mate, we were writing a podcast. Yes. All so, about that podcast life. So basically, <laughs> obviously, I don't know if you're aware of the dating apps, what they're called. So the ones everyone's on is Hinge. I have only ever lived vicariously through other people through these dating apps. Yeah, Hinge. It's called it. So we're calling it Unhinged. Unhinged. Unhinged right. dating podcast. Amazing. And it's the misdemeanors of 230-somethings looking for love. Yeah. Sort of. In London. Yeah. Whilst having quite big jobs. Yeah. So wearing different hats all the time. Yeah. And like trying to basically meet new people as well as... I feel like you've definitely got some kind of a disastrous dating story you should tell me right now. Oh no, I've got loads. They're embarrassing though. Give me a good one. I suppose one is when a guy basically gave me the spiel about how intimidating I was because I was older. What? And... Like he saw me as a successful woman because of my career and stuff. And then I was just like, you need to chill out. Like it's one day. Was he looking for a sugar mama? Uh, well, no, I think he wasn't. I think that's the problem. Uh-huh. He was like, I don't think I can handle this. And then his car got declined. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it, babe. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I'll that's the it. universe. I was being like, I'll like- get it, babe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Never Love saw him again. that. <laughs> Okay, so what does the future hold for home? So I'm developing our own products. Amazing. Yeah, so currently we're working on fragrance. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And then I'm going to use the oils to make beautiful hand creams because every nail treatment at House Lady Mark, you get a luxury hand massage, which is my favourite. Sometimes I just sit there and say to the girls, and give me a massage practice yeah. 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 yeah yeah and then I, that's what I do I'll practice then rank who's the best yeah. so then I want to use our hand creams for all the treatments yeah and then use the oils to make beautiful candles Ooh. we've got my mate working on beautiful like pastel pink vessels I can't wait for that I that's really, really exciting and then I'm look out for East London space yeah because where we did the pop-up in Mare Street it was phenomenal mm-hmm. and we've still got people saying to us like when are you coming back east right and there is nothing around there like this yeah for what i want to do so i want to do a concept store east develop own products and then eventually i want to franchise the salon do you know what i'm sure you will yeah everything that happened so far yeah thank you so much thank you for our lovely chat today i feel like we're kindred spirits yeah we basically have done the same thing and slightly different you're maybe probably more no definitely more successful than me <laughs> but i've tried to follow the similar path one more question before we wrap up. Is there one thing that you wish you'd known at the beginning of this journey that you know now? Yeah, I do. I think for me, where you've come from like a big career in corporate companies mm-hmm. and you lead and you make decisions, you rarely ask for help because you, you've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. So I wish in the beginning I'd be more open to ask for help because I try to do everything on my own mm-hmm. and almost imposter syndrome kicks in. Because you're like, this isn't my background. What have I done? Yeah. And I wish I'd probably spoken up sooner to get help. Also, procrastination. <laughs> I'm really guilty oh my of God. that as well. 
I feel like my room never hot. looks like it needs cleaning more than when I have to do something that I don't want to so do. It's stressful, isn't it? Yeah. And I think before I, I didn't procrastinate, so I had teams around me delegating. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, just get it done. Just yeah. do the boring shit jobs first at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Because if you don't do them, three weeks later, they still need to be done. And so now I've got more structure with my time and, and my mm-hmm. days because there's no one above me that to make give, you do no, it. No. <laughs> so to motivate yourself is really, really hard yeah. when you're a founder. Yeah. Especially like on your own. Mm-hmm. So I would say now I make time and structure in my day to get things done. Whereas That's in the it. beginning, I would just let it go and then it would come back to bite me. Yeah. I think we're all guilty of doing that. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been such a great interview. I feel like we've learnt loads. Yeah. And I can't Pleasure. wait to see the rest of the candles and yeah. franchise and all the exciting stuff you've got coming up. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. So much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Astrid and Miu. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you next week.